Welcome to Sports Bites. Welcome to Sports Bites. With your host, Chris Joseph. Chris Joseph. Are you a sports fanatic who loves the thrill of the game and the delicious food that accompanies it? And then they had uh, chicken fingers, exotic chicken fingers. Join us as we dive into the world of sports and the delectable bites that make the experience even better. Whether you're in the stadium, tailgating, or watching from the comfort of your home, get ready to satisfy your sports cravings with Chris Joseph on Sports Bites. On Sports Bites. Let's dig in. Oh, that is right. It is time to dig in, guys. I hope you're having a good holiday week. We are closely drawing upon the end of 2023, heading into 2024. It is almost Christmas. It's almost New Year's, which means there's a lot of college football to talk about. Bowl games, National Signing Day, the early period, who won, who lost. College basketball's heating up. Big game tonight in Charlotte. It's Wednesday when I'm recording this. So I got to talk about the big game in Charlotte at the Jumpman Invitational between the undefeated number 7-ranked Oklahoma Sooners and the number 11 team, the Carolina, North Carolina Tar Heels. Of course, they've lost three times, but the three really good teams, you know, Villanova, Kentucky. So it's not like they've lost to some slouches. But in this episode, I'm going to go over the bowl picks. I, I did not do an episode last week to kind of break down the early ones, but I'm 6-3 and three to start on the first nine. So I'm going to go through and give you my picks for the remainder of the bowl season. So that way I have it verified on here. I'm part of the old station I used to work with has a uh, bowl mania pick them. And it's hard trying to pick those, you know, the confidence points that you want to put on there, right? And I did good the first day, but didn't put a lot of points. The only one I put a lot of points on early was the FAMU versus Howard game. And I was I was really worried about that at the beginning because it was 14-0 Howard. FAMU comes back to win. I think I had it in the 30s, somewhere like that. But, you know, I'm going to make a big push towards the end of the bowl season. And, of course, there's so much in the air in bowl season right now with the transfer portal, who's playing, who's opting out, uh, you know, to protect themselves for the NFL draft. I mean, it, it could change the dynamic of the games. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who is, you know, like, like take, take for instance, Missouri and Ohio state. Okay. I'm going to talk about a game that all these people, Kyle McCord starting quarterback gone. I mean, Ohio state has lost a ton of people, a lot of attrition, Eli Drinkwitz did a great job at Missouri. They're going to have everybody playing. And Missouri's going to, I think Missouri's going to beat Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl, and they're going to walk around, they're going to thump their chest and think that they're something special. I, I don't know. The SEC schedules came out too? Oh, my God. And I'm I'm excited. As an Oklahoma fan, I'm excited to know when and where the Sooners are going to be in SEC country so I can see some friends that are going to be coming to the games, host some of the people, you know, have some dinners, see some people I haven't seen in a while, and just see some good football. You know, when that released, I'm going to tell you this right now. The home schedule last year, compared to what the home schedule is going to be now for the for the foreseeable future, I love it. Bring the competition on steel, sharp, and steel, right? That's what you need. Uh, NBA basketball, I'll, I'll – Hit a couple little things about that. Shea Gilders, Alexander, Oklahoma City Thunder, possible MVP candidate. I mean, he's at, he's a leading in steals. He's in the top five in scoring, hitting clutch shots. Interesting NBA season so far. Giannis making a charge in the back to try to get a basketball. I mean, it, it's Draymond Green. I think that guy needs to probably be done in the NBA. But 
Uh, I'm also going to go over my top five Christmas movies. And not a lot of food for Christmas. I mean, because fruitcake is absolutely horrible. Uh, I think my wife and I, we have decided for our Christmas meal, which a lot of people do similar stuff to Thanksgiving, a ham, uh, a turkey, which I'm going to let you guys know, I'm doing a pulled ham this year. Place where I'm working, doing some seasonal work, they gave out hams to people. So I saw a recipe where they made pulled ham, kind of like pulled pork. And I'm going to try it because if I mess it up, it's a free ham. Who cares? But on Christmas, my wife is really gung-ho about making some steak au poivre. And I, I'm, I'm here for it. I, I'm ready. I think I'm going to make a potato puree. We're going, to have, we're going to try to really zhuzh it up a little bit, you know, have a bougie Christmas dinner. But looking forward to it. But I'll go over my top five holiday movies. Um, NFL, man, I, it's sad, but my Redskins, or excuse me, my Commanders, I don't want to offend anybody, are already eliminated from the playoffs. I mean, you think about the teams that are already eliminated. The Jets, the Patriots, the Tennessee Titans, the Washington Commanders, Carolina Panthers, and the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I'd imagine that Ron Rivera is gone at the end of the year. I hope. Who knows who's going to be the coach there. But to me, the, the, the best story going in the NFL right now is that of Tommy DeVito. Now, I know he, he came in and beat the commanders, looked you know unbelievable, right? Played exceptionally well. Beat the Commanders, beat the Patriots, beat the Packers, got roughed up against the Saints. They got the Eagles on Christmas night. But, man, this guy, oh, Tommy Cutlets. I want to talk about a guy who's come in. You know, he's got the people in the stands, you know, doing the, the, the Italian Paisano thing. He, his agent. Is probably and I and I don't mean this disparagingly, and I hope I don't get canceled because I say it. But his agent is the most Italian-looking human being I've ever seen. He, he you know, Mister Gabagool, he he should be on The Sopranos if it comes back. But Tommy DeVito still living at home, eating his mom's chicken cutlets. I think it's Saquon Barkley that gave him the name Tommy Cutlets. Kind of a sensation now. And you're looking at somebody like Daniel Jones, and I mean, like, what are you doing? But man, it's going to be interesting because they're not eliminated yet. They make a run, who knows? I mean, they could they could slide in. They're not eliminated yet, but they got to go to to the Eagles on Christmas night. Not good. Then the Rams, then the Eagles again. So chances are they're not going to make it. And who knows, but Tommy DeVito, maybe he's played himself into a contract, an opportunity somewhere else. But good for him. And, and there was an incident with a, a pizzeria in New Jersey that he was supposed to come do a, 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 a signing, a group, meet and greet kind of thing. And they raised his price because of, you know, his recent stardom. There, there was a miscommunication, but Tommy DeVito made good. He went. Shook hands, kissed the cheeks, did all that stuff. But yeah, Tommy Cutlets, man, it's crazy. There's been some interesting stuff in the NFL this year. Now, of course, I'm not going to dive too deep into it, but the Richard Mendenhall comment that he made on Twitter about 
He's tired of seeing average white guys talk about football. What could they, you know, and it was hard. You know, I, I go back to when I was on the radio and my co-host, Teddy Lehman, played in the NFL. He was a Buckus Award winner. He was an All-American when he played at the University of Oklahoma. Made it to the NFL. Experience-wise, there was nothing I could do. And, and, you know, I talked with Jordan Evans early in the year, and you heard me ask, you know, what's the one thing? And it's really easy to sit back and, you know, and be a keyboard tough guy, armchair quarterback and all that. Um, You know, Teddy and I had that kind of mutual respect. You know, I never tried to talk like, I knew how to play quarterback or how to play linebacker. Now, because I officiated for a long time and really dug deep into the rules, Teddy would respect that side, and he would ask me questions about officiating. But I never really put – but I don't like the fact that someone says, if you can't – if you never played the game, you can't talk about it. I don't don't agree with that. I, I don't like that narrative. As long as whoever's talking about the game is doing it in a way to where they're not, you know, saying, well, this is how. Look, everyone loves Mike Leach. He never played a down in his life. And, and look at the players that, you know, look at the coaches he's kind of, you know, his coaching tree. Players that have played under him, how much they loved him, respected him. It, I think it's a respect thing on how you talk about the sport. But Mendenhall coming out saying they need to do away with the Pro Bowl and have an all-white versus all-black game. Now, has it generated some good, some interesting conversation on social media? Yes. Has it brought about a lot of negative attention? Yes. Is it stirring up a lot of racial feelings that still are out there? Yes, unfortunately. Now, the people who took this comment from Richard Mendenhall and are trying to break it down, it's interesting that there's a lot of people coming together on this subject. And talking about, well, it may not be as blowout. It's it's very interesting. The pride of who's playing what position, what have you. Um, I just, again, you got to be careful when you bring up something like that. And I am not a fan of saying, because you didn't play the game, you can't talk about it. There, There's people that I know that didn't play the game. Now, I'll tell you this. A guy like Skip Bayless, I, I can't listen to Skip Bayless. And because of how he treats people, again, I bring up it's the respect thing. The way he talked to Shannon Sharp. Shannon left because he didn't want to choke him out. I remember the, one of the big famous blowups they had, you know, and he was talking. He goes, it was, it was my fault that I didn't stop it sooner. And it's sad that Shannon Sharp had to feel that way. Because, again, Skip Bayless didn't play. Shannon Sharp, one of the best to ever do it in his position. Hall of Fame. I mean, it's, you know... It's the respect of it and how you go about it. So I, I don't know. It's interesting to see how that's going to continue to move forward on social media. Who says what? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to hit college basketball real quick. Again, it's Wednesday night when I'm recording this. So here later tonight, Oklahoma and North Carolina square off. And I'm really excited about this matchup. I, I'm trying to remember the biggest non-conference game. And it was, it was probably... When Oklahoma came to Alabama with Trey Young, Collins, um, Collins Sexton playing against each other, Duke and Baylor are playing right now. It's a 32-33 game. Um, Connecticut's one of those teams that beat North Carolina. But this team that Porter Mosier has, it, it's been a struggle the first two years. But this team that he has right now, 
they're fun to watch. Now, I, I, I was talking to some people, and I told them, and I want to clarify when I say this, okay? When I say this, I am not saying that this team is this team that I recognize. But the athleticism, the way they attack, the tenacity, it's very similar to the Jerry Tarkani and UNLV teams. Now, again, I am not saying that this team is that level. Far from it. But the way they attack, go back and look at the USC game they played this year. Last second shot, no hesitation. On the road in a, in a what should have been a neutral game against Arkansas, right? But it's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's probably 70-30 Arkansas. Run them out the gym. Beat Providence. You know, they're holding each team's star score below their average. I mean, just it's it's phenomenal. And, you know, Sam Goodwin, or Sam Godwin, sorry, the Ada Oklahoma native, John Hughley playing really well, Reed Loveless, Javon McCollum, Otega Owe, Milos Uzan, those guys. I mean, I I love watching those guys play. It's a fun team to watch. The only thing I'm cautious about when you talk about Oklahoma basketball is the last couple of years they've played well some seasons in the non-con. Then they go into conference play, and of course the Big 12 is the toughest basketball conference out there. And now you add Houston, you know, some really good teams. We'll wait to see what happens in, in the conference season, but I'm excited about this game tonight. Now they're in Charlotte. They're playing in the Jumpman Invitational. There's going to be about 20,000 guys in Carolina Blue there cheering them on, but it's going to be a lot of fun. You Kind of a, a litmus test, I would say, to see how this team could do uh, for the rest of the year. I would love, I'm going to tell and for the next couple you know, weeks through college basketball, I'm going to talk. I hope that we finally get to a win in Lawrence, Kansas. There's been so many opportunities that have been blown. The last time Oklahoma won, there was 93 because they beat us in football this year. I would love to see the Sooners get that victory in Fog Allen just, just to leave on that good note. But a lot of good basketball out there. Connecticut's a really good team. They're losing to Seton Hall right now. Creighton, oh, Dougie McDermott has another good basketball team. They beat Alabama early this week. Gonzaga, Arizona, speaking of Alabama, they're playing Arizona uh, in the top four. Purdue, you know, there's some questions about Purdue and could they be like a Virginia and dominate the regular season but get to the tournament and kind of peter out. So we'll see. But they're halftime, Duke and Baylor, and it's 34-32. But bowl mania, man, I, I love bowl season, okay? I love bowl season. I love the games, you know, I, you know, I, I think back to, you know, growing up, right, and New Year's Day was the day that all the bowl games were played on. You didn't have, you didn't have 37 days of bowl games. It, it was January, for, I mean, there were so many, and I loved it because on that day, we were making meatball sandwiches, you know, the Rotel queso dip, maybe some shrimp cocktail, you know, what have you. We steak them sandwiches, making the homemade steaks and sandwiches, really enjoying it, right? And that's why I can't wait for this year. And it's it's different because there's bowl games all now are some people might think there's too many bowl games. I mean, you got teams that are six and six. I mean, Minnesota's in a bowl game and they're five at seven. I 
I, I don't know. In my bowl mania pick them, I'm six and three right now. But looking ahead, we got games coming up starting tomorrow, Thursday, December 21st, South Florida and Syracuse. Again, both teams at six and six. And it'll be interesting to see in this game because, you know, who's playing, who's not playing. Byron Brown, you know, the quarterback, he was a freshman from Raleigh, North Carolina that was in that game against Alabama and and had some maturization throughout the year, right? And it'll be interesting to see in this. This is the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. That's in Boca Raton, Florida uh, at FAU Stadium. So they're going to be close to South Florida, to Tampa where they're at. I think the home crowd there. I like the Bulls to win that game. Uh, I just do. Go on to Friday night, December 22nd, the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Now, for those that don't know what Gasparilla is, okay, if you've never been to Tampa, because this game is being played in Raymond Jane Stadium in Tampa, the, the old sombrero, whatever you want to call it. Now, Gasparilla is a parade that started back in 1904 when they faked a pirate attack. It, it's similar. The night parades can get very raucous like Mardi Gras, um, but they have the old pirate ships, the cutters and all that coming through the bay. It's, it's a big ordeal. It's a lot of fun out there, but the Gasparilla Bowl played at Raymond James Stadium, 6-6 six and six Georgia Tech, 6-6 six and six Central Florida. I like Haynes King at quarterback. Uh, I mean, a lot of turnovers this year, 15 interceptions, so I'm kind of cautious. I've, I'm still very impressed with the running back for UCF, R.J. Harvey. I'm hoping he's going to play in the game. I haven't seen where he said he's not going to play yet or not. The spread, and I'm doing these all just by pick. No spread, no nothing. I'm just picking. But I like Georgia Tech better. I just do. I think Haynes King is a better quarterback. And I, I, I like now Harvey and Baker at Central Florida are extremely good weapons. I just I, I like Georgia Tech in this one. Now, a game that's being played here in Birmingham at Protective Stadium. If I wasn't working Saturday the 23rd, I, I would have loved to have gone to this, you know, and take my son to it because you know, he wants to go to a game. But it's the Birmingham Bowl, the 76 Birmingham Bowl. And you've got Troy, who, awesome job. I, I, I love what Troy's bringing to the table. Gunnar Watson, their quarterback, you know, he's a senior. And, you know, he, he's led that team with almost 3,500 yards passing. Troy has done such a great job this year winning the Sun Belt. Good for them. Now the only the only law they had two losses right early in the season. They lost to Kansas State and they lost to James. Of course, James Madison beat a lot of people. It's a good football team, right? It's a good football team. But I like in this game. I got to go with Troy. They're eleven and two. Duke's a seven and five team. Riley Leonard's not going to be playing. Mike Elko is gone. I just I think there there's not going to be a lot of fight in that Duke team. I hate to say it. I was pulling for him early in the year. Now you go over to the Camilla Bowl, Arkansas State, Northern Illinois. Uh, it's played in Montgomery, Alabama. I like Ar- um, I like Northern Illinois, a matchup of six and six teams, right? We'll see. The one that I'm very intrigued on to see how it turns out, James Madison and Air Force meet in the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl at the Amon G. Carter Stadium in Fort Worth where TCU plays. I've been to that bowl game before. Uh, my father and I and you know the family went down there. I'm interested in this game because James Madison, 11-1. and one. But coming up through FCS and stuff, they've played teams that have run the option. And I've talked about on here people saying how hard it is to play option teams. I like what Air Force is doing. They're a solid team. They're fundamental. But 
the quarterback of James Madison, Jordan McLeod, I, I think they got something to prove. This is a game to where they weren't supposed to be in a bowl game, but now we're in because of the lack of teams that had a good record to make it. I think James Madison has something to prove. The outgoing athletic director who's done such a great job getting this program to new heights. I like James Madison in this game. I think they went out right. And but but it's going to be a fun matchup. I mean, good for James Madison Air Force. I mean, the 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 Armed Forces Bowl does a great job down there. So good for them. Georgia State, Utah State, and the famous Idaho Bowl on the blue turf out in Boise, Idaho at Albertson Stadium. Man, I, I think Georgia State wins this game. I like Georgia State. Again, two six and six teams, but I like Georgia State. Now, I want to apologize to my good friend, Tom Helmer. You know, Tom Helmer's guy I had on, hooked on helmets. He's the play-by-play guy for Eastern Michigan. Well, South Alabama and Eastern Michigan play in the 68 Ventures Bowl at Hancock-Whitney Stadium in Mobile, Alabama. So it's in South Alabama's backyard, and I like what that team brings to the table. I've not seen a lot of Eastern Michigan. I'll be completely honest. I have seen South Alabama, and at times, go back to that Oklahoma State game. I know they didn't have Ollie Gordon running the football, but South Alabama dismantled Oklahoma State. I like South Alabama in that game. You have the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl at Allegiant Stadium, Utah versus Northwestern. You know, I'm sure Kyle Whittingham is ready to get over with this year with the amount of injuries and stuff that have happened. You know, I I just, again, the toughness of Utah, I can't go against that. I think Utah wins this game. They'll have have a good fan base there. Uh, You know, they get out to um, Las Vegas to watch that game. Now, the Easy Post Hawaii, Hawaii Bowl. That's the final game of this Saturday on the 23rd. Coastal Carolina, San Jose State. Now, Coastal Carolina is going to be without their quarterback. He's hit the transfer portal. He went to North Carolina State. San Jose State. Now, these are game, this is a game played in Honolulu, Hawaii. Coastal Carolina is on almost the farthest side east you could get in the United States. And they with the travel, all that, I just I know it's bowl game prep and everything going on, but I think. Coastal Carolina, it's going to be too much for them. I think San Jose State wins this game. I, I just, I, I, I don't really see a lot of good with all this travel. And who knows what's going to happen? You get into the bowl game, the the parties, all that stuff, right? Uh, who knows? Tuesday, December twenty sixth, another round of bowl games start. Bowling Green and Minnesota. Another round of bowl games start. Bowling Green and Minnesota. Here's that five and seven Minnesota team, and. You know, their quarterback, Ethan Kalikimanis, that's almost like Mullikalikimukka. You know, he, he not bad, 14 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Bo- uh, Bowling Green likes to run the football. I, I took Bowling Green in this game. Uh, just kind of a, a, a coin toss. That's in the quick lane bowl at Ford Field in Detroit. Texas State and Rice, the Pro first responder bowl at the Gerald uh, Ford Stadium in Dallas, Texas. I like Texas State in this game. A lot of transfers into there. That's a good team. Texas State's a good team. And you think about, you know, they went out and beat Baylor. Of course, Baylor had a down year. They lost to UTSA, lost to Troy. But it, I, I like this team. I think Texas State handles their business in this one. Now, that final, bowl, the guaranteed rate bowl from Chase Field in Phoenix, Kansas versus UL, UNLV. I'm I'm here for it. Now, 
Jaden Maivia, I, I, I wonder if he's related to The Rock. You know, the Rocky Maivia, uh, I, I need to check that. I, I didn't check that. But UNLV's been an interesting team this year. Kansas, of course, um, had a great year. They did a really good. I think they got their first five-star recruit, something, just something crazy. And I, I, I like what they're doing up there. I'm going with Kansas in this one. I'm going with Kansas. Now, Virginia Tech, Tulane, man, Pratt from Tulane is so good. I I feel if he's playing in that Ole Miss game, they probably beat Ole Miss at the beginning. Um, Tulane just has too many weapons. I think they're going to mop the floor with Virginia Tech. The Military Bowl presented by GoBowling.com. That's going to be uh, at the Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis, Maryland. Of course, Virginia Tech, a very large ROTC contingency. Um, I, I still like Tulane in this. I think the Green Wave you know, are going to go handle their business. The Duke's Mayo Bowl. And two fan bases that probably use a lot of Duke's Mayo, North Carolina, West Virginia. Uh, Drake May's not going to play. Tez Walker's not going to play. So, again, I think this is going to be a big loss for Carolina. I'm taking West Virginia in that game. Now, the Holiday Bowl, the DirecTV Holiday Bowl, Caleb Williams not playing for USC. Louisville you know, had it kind of slip through their fingers against Florida State. Thought they could have been a New Year's Six Bowl. Nope. But you got a chance to take down USC. And, and there's something going on at USC. It's Lincoln Riley being exposed. I'm going to get into that more during the offseason. We're going to talk a lot about Lincoln Riley. But I like Louisville. I like Louisville comfortable in this game. That's at the Holiday Bowl. Now, the game where it's like <sighs> you, you have to pick somebody. The Texas Texas Bowl, right? Oklahoma State. Still haven't heard if Ollie Gordon is going to stay or go. I, I, I don't know. But 1,614 yards rushing for Ollie Gordon. A&M, I'm just not, I, I don't, you know, new coach, everything going on, people hitting the portal, a lot of turmoil going on there. I like Oklahoma State in that game. I like Oklahoma State in that game probably by quite a bit. As long as uh, Alan Bowman doesn't throw the football to everybody but Oklahoma State players. It's terrible. Thursday, December 28th, the day I've been waiting for, man. Early game at Fenway Park, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. SMU and Boston College, SMU, uh, I've got to go with SMU. I, I really like their quarterback. I think Preston Stone, he's a, a gunslinger. He's a risk taker. He's going to let it go. Playing at Fenway, it'll be interesting with where the wall is and the goalpost. Uh, supposed to be 40 degrees. How's SMU going to like that? We'll see. Rutgers and Miami playing in the Bad Boy Mowers pinstripe bowl. I didn't know who to take in this game. I didn't know who to take because you know Van Dyke is hitting the portal. And but I'm still going to take Miami. I just think Miami has better talent right now. So I'm taking Miami in that game. North Carolina State, Kansas State, and the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Camping World Stadium. I think this was the Cheez-Its Bowl last year. I think. I don't, I don't see a Cheez-It Bowl on here. No, I'm sorry, the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. That was, uh, they were the sponsor. But man, it has Oklahoma and Florida State last year. But the Pop-Tarts Bowl. I wonder what that swag bag involves. Yeah, what's your favorite Pop-Tart? Classic chocolate's good. The Oreo, the Oreo cookies and cream one is good. S'mores. Oh, you got to put it in the toaster for about 10 seconds. Kansas State. Will Howard's not going to be playing. He's transferring to USC. You know, it, I just, man, that's what makes it so hard to try to pick these. But I like, I like Kansas State. I think Kansas State wins that game. Now, the other game that night, it's the one that I'm waiting for. I want to see Arizona and Oklahoma in the Valero Alamo Bowl. Is that the Alamo Dome? 
You know, a couple of years ago, they played there, beat Oregon. That was when Lincoln Riley bounced. Bob Stoops was the actual head coach there. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's the Jackson Arnold season. Here you go. Tywee Walker had announced he was going to the portal, but he's been practicing, so I don't know if he's leaving. The Caden Green story is interesting. Arizona comes in, and I'm going to tell you, I, I, I like Fafani, the quarterback. I think he poses a big threat. But I want to see now Danny Stutzman's coming back for Oklahoma. Uh, so is Bowman. And so you got two key cogs of that defense coming back. Now you're going to get some young guys with that extra practice. I'm really interested. I'm still interested in the fact that Arizona is a three-point favorite. But I'm going with Oklahoma. Duh. Got to go with Oklahoma in this one. But I'm anxious to see it. It's a late night. It's a late kick. Eight, eight o'clock kick. So we'll be up a little bit on, on that night. Friday night, December 29th, Clemson, Kentucky, the Tax Slayer Bowl. I think Kentucky's going to beat Clemson. I, I'm just, I'm still, I know since he had that blow up on the radio show that Clemson has went on a really good tear. I, I like Kentucky. I just want to see Clemson lose. Oregon State, Notre Dame, the two quarterbacks aren't going to be playing. DJ Uyunglele from Oregon State, he's transferring out. Sam Hartman's sitting out. Audric Estime sitting out for Notre Dame. I still think Oregon State's a fraud. I'm taking Notre Dame in this game. The Liberty Bowl. Iowa State, Memphis. I like the Cyclones. I like the Cyclones. I think they're a tougher team. You're going to get it done. That game played out in Memphis, Tennessee at the Liberty Bowl. Missouri, Ohio State. I talked about this. The Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic at Jerry Jones World. $12 beer night there. And, you know, Brady Cook, I think he's a really good quarterback. He's played well this year. I like uh, Schrader, a walk-on, you know, won the Bullsworth Award, and, and rightfully so. 1,500 yards rushing, 13 touchdowns, and he did it against SEC defenses. So all the talk about SEC defenses, he proved it, right? I like that. With all the defections from Ohio State, I think Missouri wins this game pretty easily. Ole Miss, Penn State, I, I like Ole Miss. Ole Miss is just so much better. I think Penn State's a fraud. Great defense, terrible offense. They're not going to get it done. Trans-Perfect Music City Bowl in Nashville, Tennessee. Auburn, who had a really good recruiting class. It's going to be interesting to see how they uh, progress next year under Hugh Freeze. I can't wait for September 28th when Oklahoma comes down to Auburn. It's going to be a lot of fun. But I like I like Auburn in that game. I think they're going to beat Maryland. Um, you know, Auburn is going to be a little motivated. And I just think they want to win. They want to end the year on a good note. Georgia-Florida State that night in the Capital One Orange Bowl. It's a uh, who's playing, who's not playing. Uh, a lot of people from Georgia are in the portal, Florida State, um, you know, Johnny Wilson, Henderson, a lot of guys are sitting as well. It's going to be a complete different makeup of the team in these games, but I like um, I like what Norvell's doing, but I just think Georgia's going to be too good for them. I think they're going to be too good. Now, the line is 14. I don't know if it gets that back because you know, there's some guys that still play really good defense at Florida State, but this is a, when they talk about who cares bowl, for the teams, do the teams care? Does Florida State care because they didn't make the playoffs? Does Georgia care because they got beaten and didn't make the playoffs? So that game is going to be interesting to see like the the momentum, right? Or the mindset of everyone going into it. Barstool Sports, Arizona Bowl, Toledo and Wyoming. Toledo 11-2, and two, but of course their, number, their quarterback, he's hitting the transfer portal. He's out. You know, but I like Toledo. I like Toledo in the game. Now, New Year's Day. <sighs> New Year's Day. Love all the New Year's Day Bowls. You start with the Relia uh, Quest Bowl, Wisconsin, LSU. Jane Daniels isn't playing, but I still like LSU. Liberty, Oregon. 
I think I think they're going to smoke Liberty. I think Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl. There's, I mean, good for Liberty. You make it, but you're going to get smoke checked. The Cheese at Citrus Bowl, Tennessee and Iowa. Iowa's terrible. Uh, a ten win team that's just terrible. I think Tennessee wins that game. Now we go to the playoffs. I'm going to save those for next week. I'm going to have a specific show on the playoffs talking about Alabama, Michigan, Texas, Washington. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to save those. But those are my bowl picks. So that way, when I have a terrible bowl season or a good bowl season, we can go back and check the tape and make sure that I'm as on point as I think. So now it's time to wrap things up with my top five Christmas movies, okay? Now, this is just what I like. You can text social media, you respond, let me know what you think. But my number five Christmas movie. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. That's right, the classic Mr. Grinch. The Grinch that stole Christmas. And I'll, I'll say this. The Jim Carrey one is fantastic because they could not have picked a better person to play the Grinch than Jim Carrey. So, but I like it. But also, I kind of lumped the Grinch into that whole little genre of cartoon 30-minute shows that came out with, you know, Frosty, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, when they had the Misfit Toys. And all. I mean, you know, I love that. that whole, And you knew when they were coming out, the Charlie Brown Christmas special. I love that show. But the Grinch, that's number five. All right, it's number five. My number four movie for Christmas. Morph! Harry? Why the hell did you take your shoes off? Why the hell are you dressed like a chicken? I'm up here, you morons! Come and get me! <laughs> you guys give up, or you're thirsty for more? Home Alone. Another great, another classic you think about the characters in the movie, it, it's I love it. Great movie. My kids love it. We watch it every year. I love it. Now, the next movie, some of y'all might laugh at it. Some of y'all might say, uh, what but this is a, a movie that's special to me and my wife. My wife got me to watch the movie, and it becomes something that we watch every year. We'll watch it during the, during the non-holiday season either. But it's a great movie. A great story, the holiday. Can you just hold on for a sec? Sure. Okay. Hi, sorry, that was Amanda. How'd she sound? How's she doing? She just asked me how you are. And what did you say? I asked her to hold. Can I call you back? I can hold while you speak to her. Really? Find out how she is. Okay. And my brother wants to know how you are. Can you tell him that I'm good and that I'm just taking Charlie for a walk in the village? Um, what's he been up to, did he say? I'm not sure. Do you want me to ask him? Uh, sure. Okay. Hold, please. I can't believe that you have had sex with the woman staying in my house! <gasps> he told you that? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I thought I was talking to Graham. Could you just hold, please? I'm terribly sorry. I can't believe you've had sex with Amanda. The one thing she asked me was, are there any men in your town? And I assured her that there were not. And then you meet her and immediately get into her knickers. Still me. <laughs> Bollocks! <laughs> it's a great movie. Jack Black is phenomenal in it. 
I mean, Kate Winslet, Iris, the whole Iris and Jasper, you know, she finally, great movie. I love it. All right. Now my number two movie. Some people may have this at number one, but it's my number two. Another classic that we have to watch every year. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. Santa. I, I love Elf. It's a great movie. And I know there's sometimes that Will Ferrell kind of overdoes it, tries to oversell stuff in movies, and some of them get kind of... The Elf is a phenomenal movie. I, I love it. It's great. You know, you know, Peter Dinklage is in it. I mean, it's, I, I love it. Now, my number one, it's something that will stay number one. It's a classic. It's not Die Hard. Die Hard stayed out of the top five for me this year. But my number one favorite Christmas movie. Oh yeah. Christmas time is here. It's here for the Griswolds. Clark, Audrey, Ellen, Rusty, Cousin Eddie, which is Cousin Eddie one of the best recurring roles in a series of movies that's not like the main character? And I was trying to think of like offside, you know, who would be kind of relevant or kind of similar to cousin Eddie, but Vegas vacation, the original vacation Christmas cousin Eddie's just phenomenal. Pulls up in the tenement on wheels. And because of that movie, like I, I we don't have the house in our neighborhood, the way we set up now that to really do a, a big Christmas display, but I've always wanted to. It's sad that I know most everybody in my family can probably quote the movie from start to finish. But you still watch it every year. Snot. Every, I mean, it's... it's. I love it. That's my number one song. My number one song. Or my number one Christmas movie. I hope you guys enjoyed the list. I appreciate everybody tuning in. But as we get out of here, guys, I'm just... I'm, I'm really appreciative of everything. Again, the support of the podcast. The people that listen people that comment reach out and let me know you know hey i like this i didn't like that and i'm always appreciative it's the holidays you know i look back on the year a year that could have been worse a year that you know could have been better but the thing that stayed the same was family me and my wife the kids continuing to build on this life that we have. And this is part of it, this podcast, and you guys growing with it. Again, continue to interact. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Are there guests that you're wanting to to hear from? I'm going to try to get some guys on. I got some stuff in the in the barrel that could be a lot of fun. Got to have Tom Helmer on again to talk about his experience during bowl season. I know he's calling basketball. I look to have Chris Plank on, Chad McKee, for those who are into the bass fishing world. Um, you know, just some great stuff down, down the road, but it's the Christmas season. So I hope you get to spend time with your family, with your loved ones. 
take that time to enjoy the little things, right? Play Dirty Santa. Get the extra candy cane. Do whatever you want to do. But as long as you get to spend time with family, spend it with your loved ones. You know, and if people don't want to bring food, it's okay. Don't force people to eat something they don't want to. You know, that, that food pressure can kind of bother some people. You want to stay at home with your family? That's fine. You got to have the boundaries to do it. But I just hope you enjoy the holidays. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the sports. Enjoy the food. I just want to say thank you again, everybody. I might not have one on again before Christmas. So if I don't, have a Merry Christmas. But we'll have one on before the playoffs. So thank you. Everybody have a great holiday season. And remember to always positively move forward. on this delicious journey through the world of sports and food on Sports Bites with your host, Chris Joseph. We hope you've enjoyed the game day stories and culinary adventures. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And if you've got any mouth-watering sports-related tales or favorite game day recipes, share them with us on social media. Until next time, remember, it's not just about the game. It's about the bites that make it unforgettable. Stay hungry for more Sports Bites.